Your favorite World Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Hello, this is Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. It's exciting for me to realize that some of you are just getting up and getting your day started and some are ready to to climb into bed and some of you are supposed to be hard at work, um, but you're listening to this and we're glad you are. Wherever you are on the planet, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. We're here to have a good time and to talk about how we can do better, be better, have a happier life. And we really have a great show for you today, especially those of you who are mothers. I think you're really going to get a lot out of this show. This show is pre-recorded, so you won't be able to call in today. So you don't have anything to distract you. Just listen. I have to acknowledge our theme song and Alice Cooper with No More Mr. Nice Guy. I know a lot of you who have been on a self-improvement path for a while realize that there comes a point when you begin to take your power back that you are able to say no to some of the requests that are made of you. And some of them are really rather, shall we say, stupid. And you say no and people think, huh, what's the matter with him? What's the matter with her? They're not so nice anymore. You'll work through this and pretty soon you'll have some balance and it'll be okay to say no and people will begin to realize that you're probably nicer than ever. We have Alice Cooper to thank for that. We're looking for sponsors who'd like to have exposure on this show and also on the self-improvement blog. If you're interested in being a sponsor, contact Scott Duffy at Voice America or me at the self-improvement blog. That's the self-improvement blog, all one word, dot com. I want to acknowledge and thank our engineer today, Randy, who makes us sound good. Sometimes even when we make mistakes, they fix it. It's quite remarkable. Voice America World Talk Radio is a pioneer in Internet talk radio. I remember way back in the days when they first started and were still just boombox radio. They've grown up and they're good. And if you're interested in having a radio show of your own, I would recommend that you call them first. Today, please don't forget the Japanese who are trying so desperately to get their lives back in order after that earthquake and tsunami. Our hearts go out to them and to all who are victims of weather or of war. 
three years with what is considered a cult, in fact, a major cult. On leaving this organization, he found himself feeling very confused and vulnerable and began a period of soul-searching. And the outcome was that he came to the realization that loving himself means to accept everything about himself, bar none. I guess you could say warts and all. We'll be talking about building a healthy relationship with yourself. So tune in next week to hear Paul Reinig. Today's guest is so very special. Her name is Tina Games, and she's the author of Journaling by the Moonlight, A Mother's Path to Self-Discovery. And those of you who are mothers know that there is a time of confusion that you really have to rethink your identity. She's a certified creativity and life purpose coach. She's the moonlight muse for women who want to claim their authentic self, both personally and professionally. She's also certified as a journaling workshop facilitator. She leads virtual and in-person workshops for mothers who want to explore their passion for journal writing while expanding their personal support systems. I think people who are not mothers could even handle doing some of that work. She's the mother of two children and helps women answer the question, I am a mother, but who am I really? Tina, welcome to today's self-improvement show. How are you? Thank you, Irene. I'm great, and I'm so delighted to be here. So thank you for the invitation. Oh, you're so welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Tina Games? Well, Tina Games, you know, I, I want to touch back on what you shared here at the beginning of the show with Alice Cooper. Take your power back and say no. You know, Tina Games, uh, you know, I've had an interesting journey. I'll be 47 this May. You're just and I so, <laughs> <laughs> Well, as I look back on my life, uh, you know, I'm just amazed at some of the synchronicities that we all have in our lives that really start to um, make sense of who we are, who we're becoming in the world. And when you were sharing, you know, Alice Cooper's uh, Take Your Power Back and Say No, you know, this really speaks to a lot of the work I do with women, particular, particularly with mothers in the world. Because I think, you know, as women, and especially as mothers, we're so used to doing so much for so many people. And saying no can be really hard because it leads us to feeling, you know, guilty. We, we feel guilty if we say no to somebody. So I love that you opened with that because I, when I think about my own journey as a woman and then as a mother, you know, all the times, you know, how I said yes and yes and yes and yes to things. And after I'd say yes, I'm thinking, why did I say yes? You know, wh- why? It was all about, I think, when we grow up, um, you know, we're wanting to define who we are. You know, we're all on these journeys of claiming who we are. And my journey, uh, you know, as a woman, as Tina Games, my entire journey has been this one of self-discovery. So I come to this call with you to, uh, today to really talk about my journey, particularly how it changed when I stepped into motherhood. So I'm a woman who believes so um, powerfully in my heart and soul that women, especially all over the world, and, and I've certainly interacted with many women who really don't have a voice in certain places in the world, and it's my intention to do what I can as an individual to support them and empower them and giving them their voice. So I feel so strongly and the voice and taking your power back and saying no to me means making aligned choices 
And I'll talk about that today as I, you know, go through, you know, my journey and my work here. I'll talk about the power around saying no. Fantastic. And how, yeah. So I'd love to jump in there. I love that little question. What is it you don't understand about the word no? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think you have an incredible mission. Um, tell us about your book before we get too far into anything else. Tell us about your book, Journaling by the Moonlight. When journaling by the moonlight, gosh, this book, and I'm, I'm holding it in my hands and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you know, this is a 10-year journey right here in this book for me. When I had my son, uh, and he was my first child in 1999, I did not realize, he was a surprise, you know, my husband and I had not planned him. He was a surprise, and he really, literally took me by surprise. You know, you always think um, that you can handle these changes and these transitions when they come along, but sometimes you're in the midst of the change and you're so overwhelmed with the change and you really kind of lose yourself in the change. Oh, I know that one. I was a director of nursing when I had my first one and I couldn't believe he didn't understand eight-hour shifts. (laughs) Yes, 24-hour kid. (laughs) You know, that's interesting because my son... He, he will be 12 in April, and, and of course, I'm a night owl, so I don't know why I expected anything different, but he was a night owl baby, and we were up quite a bit in the night, and he would sleep by day, but this book um, came about when my son was, um, gosh, he was you know, a tiny baby, and he had what is really considered to be normal childhood illnesses. However, they were chronic. You know, the ear infections, the colds, his immune system just wasn't as strong as some of the other babies his age. So I had to make a really life-changing decision. And it happened about the time that my husband accepted a new job and we relocated. We went to another part of the United States. And this happened kind of right at the end of 1999 going into 2000. We decided that, yes, we would take this job. We would move. I'm still a new mother, still kind of getting into my groove of a new motherhood. And I made the decision at that time, and I'll never forget, I was, uh, it was one of our many trips to the emergency room. My son really suffered from very severe ear infections. And we were in the hospital one night, and this was right before we relocated. And my pediatrician looked at me you know, right in the eyes and said, do you really have to work? This child really needs to be at home with his mom until he's probably about two or three. Oh. And, and I just remember standing there. And what was coming to me at that time was, why are you asking me this question? You know, why aren't you looking at my husband and asking this question? It was such a, a defining moment for me because I realized at that time, mothers are expected to do quite a bit. And you're, you know, you were talking about saying no, you know, and here I am in this moment going, I know this is right for my son. I know I should be doing this. But at that time, I had a very successful career and there were some opportunities for me to take it into this um, place where my husband and I were relocating. But I stood in that moment and I'm sure it was only probably maybe a minute of pause. But to me, it felt like hours because I was sitting here in my head thinking, what am I going to do? I love my career, I love my freedom, I love my son, I want to do what's right, and it was so life-changing for me, and I actually write about this in my book, how the pediatrician asked me this question, not my husband. And so did your husband say anything during that little interlude? 
No, he didn't. And, you know, we've had lots and lots of conversations <laughs> since then. You know, what, what were you thinking? And, you know, um, I don't know that he knew what to say. <laughs> you know, I think he was just as confused probably in the moment. But, I, you know, I, and I don't certainly want to put words in his mouth, but I think he was just kind of dumbfounded. I mean, here was this experience happening. We'd been up all night with our son in the emergency room. And here's this question, you know, being asked of me. And he just was standing there kind of, you know, like you're sitting on the sidelines watching something. And I just really felt like everything was on me. And and that began the journey. That began the journey for this book. And we ended up, I, I did leave my job made the decision I would stay home with my son. I mean, the commitment was two years. That's kind of what I had agreed to, um, you know, with my husband and just with myself. We relocated to an area that I found to be very difficult um, to kind of break in. I'm an extrovert, so I've never really had a hard time breaking in anywhere. And But for whatever reason, I could not break into this area. It was so... I mean, I grew up in the South, and I'm just used to, you know, the hellos, the friendliness, and I, that just wasn't at all this particular area of the country, and, and I found it very, very difficult. So, so you, as, had, you had a new baby, no friends. Yes, absolutely. And, and when we relocated, what happened, you know, there was a little bit of excitement, you know, there in the beginning. We moved, we had a new place, and there was this sense of exploration. When I realized, you know, my husband was going off to work and doing the occasional trip here and there, what I realized is, um, and there was a moment on the playground, I took my son, um, you know, he wasn't even a year old, and we're on this playground, and I put him in the swing, and I'm pushing him back and forth, and I'm looking around this playground, and I see clusters of moms with their kids talking. I see clusters of nannies with, with their, you know, kids, the charges that they had. And I'm looking around, and I noticed in that moment I was the only one by myself, you know, with my son. And I felt so alone. And it was such an overwhelming feeling. It just ran through my entire body that I am alone. And I remember taking my son out of the baby swing. We walked to our car. I put him in. And I got in the car and I turned on, you know, baby Einstein music. We were listening to classical music a lot at that that time. I love that Einstein music. Yeah. So, yeah. And I turned it on and I just sat there and I cried because I I just couldn't believe the feeling that I I was having. I mean, I, I just was like, I'm alone. It's just me and my baby. And I remember driving home and putting my son down for a nap, and I remember grabbing my journal. I've always been a very big journal writer, and there was this chair by a big bay window where we were at the time because we had chosen uh, to rent a house, not really knowing the area. So I sat down and looked out this window, and I just started pouring out my heart and soul into my journal, and and that really started becoming some of the writings, you know, um, that became content in this particular book. And from that moment, what happened is night after night after night, because I tend to be a night owl, I would put my son to bed. My husband would get ready. He'd go on to bed because he would have to you know, go into the office the next day. And I would just sit up. I couldn't sleep. I would sit up night after night in that chair. I'd look out the window, and I was so confused. I was so sad. I was so alone. I would cry. And I'd look out the window, and I noticed this one particular evening that the moon was full on this one particular night. And I looked out the window, and I was noticing the light. I was noticing the darkness of the sky. I was paying attention in, the, in that minute, uh, the contrast 
between darkness and light. Hold that thought, Tina. I want to come back to that. It's time for us to take a short break. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show with my guest, Tina Games. We're going to be right back after this brief message. Stay tuned. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for us at keyword World Talk Radio. If you are looking to get started or are currently operating a home-based business, you might be looking for answers. What are the risks? What business should I get started in? How will I market my business? How do I balance my professional life with my other life? For answers, you need to tune into The Home-Based Business Show with Helene Leontzos. Each week, we'll bring you a step-by-step practical guide to starting and maintaining your home-based business. Listen every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. And so, Tina, you were sitting at the window watching, looking at the moon, and you were realizing what the contrast, what contrast was. Tell us then how you get from this scene to your book. Well, what happened, looking at that uh, moon that night, it was very full. I remember sitting there, and I actually wrote this question in my book, will I ever feel full and light? like that again. I I was looking at the moon, so full of light, and I looked at the dark sky, and in that moment, I felt very, very dark. And I wrote it in my journal, will I ever feel full? Will I ever feel full of light ever again? Because it was so foreign in that moment, because I, I just didn't realize how dark it felt until seeing that contrast on that particular night. And it was an awareness shortly after that, that I was in depression, And I had fallen into this darkness. And so I began to write every night. I'd I'd grab my journal, put my son to bed. My my husband would be sleeping. And I'd sit in that chair. I'd stare out the window. And I started paying attention to the moon. And I noticed that there were phases. The moon transitions in and out of her phases. And I started making this connection, you know, about the human transitions. You know, we go in and out of phases of transitions. You know, we start in in darkness and we move gradually into light until we're through the transition. And then we may go through another one later on at some point. And what was happening for me is I was moving, you know, I was clearly in darkness and I was determined I was going to find a way out of this. And the only people that I ever felt comfortable speaking to at that time, because I was so confused, was my mom 
and my husband and occasionally my sister. So I kept a lot of these feelings, you know, between my journal and me and the occasional conversations I'd have with my mom or my husband or my sister. And so I was holding a lot of this inside of me. Now, what happened, I mean, this went on for a couple of years. Did it occur to you, Tina, that maybe you needed to get some help? You know, and it's interesting, I, I can say yes at now, looking back on it, but at that time, I just wasn't sure what to make of this because this was so foreign to me. I had never remembered really feeling like that ever before, and I thought, you know, I'm going to get through this. I will be fine. I'll get through this. I did eventually, toward the end of a two-year period, I eventually um, did connect with someone, and she was fabulous, and we were able to talk through some of this. And what we had decided, that this was more of um, what she called more of a life transition depression rather than actual clinical depression. So it it was quite an interesting you know, conversation that I would have with her. And I later on, and looking back at this, I believe, even though I don't think there is such a thing, maybe it is, um, I I was going through a maternal depression and probably at that time, maybe even uh, postpartum depression. I was going to say, postpartum depression doesn't have to be immediately after delivery. It can happen Anytime. Yes, yes. And and I think in looking back at it, I do believe that I was going through postpartum depression. And, um, and yeah, and of course, the question to me was, I wonder if I would have felt like that had I been able to keep my career, perhaps brought somebody into the home. You know, there were so many questions that, that continue to go through my mind on all these what ifs. But what came clear to me, though, Irene, and, and putting this book together is I do believe, I strongly believe that each and every one of us are divinely guided along our purpose. And there's a reason for everything. And um, when I look back at it, I really believe that I was meant to go down that road. I was meant to probably maybe not really understand what was happening because I think I needed to go through it. Because this is what came, came out of this. This book, this deck of cards, all the work I do came from being in that place for two years. Being in that pain really helped me understand the pain of other mothers. And they have it. It's very, very real. For the people who have not experienced something like this, it's, it's quite tangible. Yes. It, yeah, absolutely. It really is. And, and gosh, it's. You know, it, it was amazing, but what happened is after this experience and after I started coming out of it, because I started getting quite involved, we ended up relocating again right after that two-year period and came to um, Alexandria, Virginia, which is where I live now, right outside of Washington. Oh, and that's such a beautiful place. It I was, really is. I was sort of drooling when I realized where you lived. I love <laughs> Alexandria. Yeah, it's a wonderful area, and especially right now with the cherry blossoms in D.C., yeah, but coming to Alexandria, what was what was interesting to me is how easy it was for me to really just slide into the community here, get involved, and all of a sudden I felt like somebody again. I had I had moved out of the darkness into the light. So I began to write. I did some freelance work at that time in um, communications and also with freelance writing. And I ended up writing a series of articles for an online parenting magazine about personal identity. And out of these articles, as I was writing them, 
I started thinking, gosh, you know, I've got a story to tell. You know, this is pretty powerful. I have a story to tell here. So I pulled out my journal from 2000 and 2001, and I was looking at at my two journals and reading. And when I was reading it, Irene, I started crying again because I could remember so vividly the pain I was feeling. So I'm reading my journal writings. I'm looking at these six articles that I had written. And after the rights of the articles came back to me, um, I decided I am going to do something with this. I am meant to put something together. I'm meant to serve women. I have a very humanitarian uh, aspect to me. And I felt like I needed to give back. I needed to help some women. And so I decided that I was going to just write a book. And your book I, was pretty much already written, wasn't it? It was. It was already written. And one day there was a moment I had the articles, I had the journal writings, and I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to format this book? How am I going to put it together? And I was in the shower one day, one morning, and all of a sudden the moon pops back into my head, and I remembered those moments in the moon with the moon, and I got out of the shower. I dressed and I said, I know exactly how I'm going to do this. And I began to kind of sketch out the book. I I started moving a few things around, um, you know, pieces of information. I started inserting some of my journal writings. And then I realized, you know what? I want my story, certainly part of this, but I also want to include stories of other women because I know that other women have gone through this. So I decided to run two focus groups. I ended up gathering a group of brand new mothers together in one group. And then in the other group, I took moms that were just coming from various stages of transition, empty nester moms, moms who were going through divorce. Um, I even had one mom who had lost her son in in war. Mm -hmm. And so she joined the group. And How we did you find series. these women? How did you find I, them? Uh, at that time, I was very connected to some online communities, and I had a friend of mine who had access to some for, a forum, and she ended up letting me use her forum and her teleconference line, and we did all this virtually. So oh, these, Yeah, these women were actually all over. In fact, I'm sitting here. I think everybody was in the United States and Canada. I had a couple in Canada. So we pulled these two virtual groups together. I started um, having dialogues. You know, we would get on the phone together. We would uh, meet in the forum. I asked questions. Women answered them. I gave journaling prompts because at that time I was going through a certification for a journaling program. And I asked questions. And all of these women just gave these wonderful stories. And so I asked a few of them, would you mind if I shared your story? Because I'm writing this book and I'd love to weave your story into it. And I'll just, you know, use your first name. And they agreed to it. So I weave their stories into the book. And with the moon phases, what I noticed is I have always had a love of astrology. I've studied astrology on and off since 1995. And when I looked back into astrology, specifically at the moon, the moon sign in astrology is an indicator of our emotional nature. It's also an indicator. It's very feminine, lots of feminine energy. It's also, um, it could be a good indicator on the type of mother we all might be, or maybe the type of relationship we might have with our own mother. So I do, started doing some research, and I started um, in, you know, just inviting friends of mine. Do you mind if I look at your moon, and let me ask you a few questions? And looking at my own moon, and I realized, wow, I'm going to weave this into the book, too. So I looked at also the natural phases of the moon, which there are eight of them. I decided to add a ninth phase called the blue moon, which I 
have equated to celebration, you know, honoring the unique self, because if you think about once in a blue moon. Right. So I laid out the eight phases plus the ninth phase, and I managed to get my content all in. And I, I started thinking about the way that I would look at the moon, the way what was going on with me at the time. And I started matching up the stages of the transition, the phases of the transition that I was going through with different phases of the moon. And once I did that, everything fell into place, and boom, I had a book. And because I love journal writing, I you know, felt very strongly in weaving in journaling prompts, which I call Moonlight Musings. I have weaved in journaling prompts into this book, so it's actually a process book. It's laid out in a way that you can write in it if you choose to, or you can just go through the book from start to finish and write in your own journal, whatever feels comfortable uh, for the reader. And that's how I laid it out. And I am just delighted to be able to have this in tangible form and to share it with women. And I can tell you that the women that have uh, gone through the process or read the book, I get notes all the time. Thank you so very much because I, I feel validated. I feel like I'm not alone and, and I feel like somebody understands me for the first time. Fantastic. How can women get this book? How can anybody get this book? Is it out now? Is it available? Yeah, so I actually ended up, I put it out last uh, year. It was actually, it came out officially right around Mother's Day last year, but we didn't do a, a big push. We just kind of put it out because at that time I was just using it in my workshops and my coaching programs. And it is on my website, which is moonlightmoms.com. But I do want to mention that, though, Irene, I made a decision because as I'm out talking to women all the time, I made a decision to relaunch this book. And we're going to do it on May 3rd of this year through Amazon. We're doing a, a birthday launch. So we've got the book. We've got the deck of cards. And we're just going to just start talking to women. And on May 3rd, I have been very, very fortunate to have come across so many women that have either read the book or been in my coaching programs or their colleagues of mine. They're joining me in this relaunch, in this birthday launch, and we're just going to have this big birthday party on May 3rd. And for anybody that buys the book on that day, we've got all these fabulous, you know, bonus gifts that we're giving people who actually, you know, buy the book that day. And we're just going to have a fun birthday party. So for, so for anybody that wants to buy the book, I'd love for you to do so. You can go on my website. There is an About the Book page. Or you can wait until May 3rd and, and have uh, join us for the birthday party. Is there a way they can sign up for May 3rd so they can have it already pre-ordered but get the benefits of the, the extra gifts? Is that a possibility with Amazon? You know, I'm not sure on the pre-order because the book has already been on uh, loaded on Amazon. But here's what here's what you can do: if you go to my website, we're actually right now working on a special page. Give where, us your uh, website. Uh, How yeah, do the they web- find you? The website again is moonlightmoms.com. And if you go to moonlightmoms.com, if you look up at the ta- uh, the top, there are a bunch of tabs. Click on blog. And you'll go to the blog, and the very first uh, blog post that will pop up is about a telesummit that I will be hosting April 26th, 27th, and 28th. This is a free telesummit, and it's all about um, I'm pulling together women that I have worked with um, over the past couple of years, and we are going to have a series of three roundtable discussions And the title of this is, I'm a mom, but who am I really? And so if you go on and sign up, and there's a a page right there on my blog where you can sign up. And if you've got a question that relates to, I'm a mom, you know, who am I really? We're going to be talking about motherhood 
as it connects with life purpose. Day one, the 26th, we're going to uh, weave in intuition. We're going to talk about mother's intuition. Uh, day two, we're going to be talking about journal writing and the power of journal writing in a self-discovery process. Uh, day three, we're going to be talking about creativity because creativity really does play a part in moving through a transitional process like this. And we're just going to have these roundtable discussions. And I would love for everybody to go onto my website, sign up. It's free. You'll get more information once you sign up. And once you're on that list, you will be notified about the May 3rd book launch. Wonderful. So, yeah. So you'll Moonlight get all that information. Moonlightmoms.com. Hold the thought. We're going to take another short break. We'll be right back with more self-improvement show and Tina Games in just a moment, so stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our favorite press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the World Talk Radio Network. If you are dealing with chronic illness or a disability, at times you can feel lost with nowhere to turn. It doesn't have to be this way at all. You can become an active participant with your doctor in the healing process. Tune in to A Healthy Way to Be Sick with host Mark Lerner. Mark has developed techniques to make your healing a partnership. Each weekly show will cover four main topics and how you can take steps and hear from experts that know the value of patient participation. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at World Talk Radio and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Tina Games. We're talking about her book, Journaling by the Moonlight, A Mother's Path to Self-Discovery. She was telling us about the birthday of the book, which will be May 3rd, and all kinds of wonderful gifts. You can go to her website, moonlightmoms.com. Check on blog to get all the information about this launch and how you can get in on the, the free tele-seminar that she's going to be giving. You also have some cards, Tina. Tell us about the cards. What are they, and how can they be beneficial to the person who has them? The card deck, I have to say, this card deck has been a dream of mine for uh, the past couple of years. I am love, love, love card decks. And after the book, you know, putting together the book, and after that was going through the publication uh, process with my publisher, I had this vision of creating a deck of cards 
so that women could expand this process. They could either use it alongside the book or they could just pull cards at random. The way that I created this very, very beautiful deck, and I don't know if you, um, Irene, if you're familiar with, say, Oracle card decks. or Oh, I am very stuff. familiar, yes. Well, this looks, I mean, it's got a beautiful box like you would see in any Oracle card deck. It's actually a, quite a high-quality deck. And I um, worked with this fabulous designer who is, uh, she's a photographer and she does these beautiful uh, collages. And she and I, I told her what I wanted to do. I wrote up all the journaling prompts. It's laid out in the nine phases. Now, again, there's only eight natural phases of the moon, but I've added the ninth phase. So I have 54 cards in this deck divided out into the nine phases as it relates to my process. And I came up with very deep, I mean, these aren't really, these aren't surfacey journaling prompts. These are very deep journaling prompts that really take you into a deep place. And I divided them up, six prompts per phase. And on the back side of the journaling cards, we have nine different images as they relate to each phase of the moon that were created by this fabulous woman that really just came into my world and we had conversations. She knew exactly what you know what she wanted to do with this and we worked together to collaborate on this beautiful deck. And the way that I... Um, present this deck is women you know have so many different options they can either go to the phase of the moon and I have each phase related to some part of transition go to the phase that relates most to how you're feeling pull those six cards shuffle them up just trust that you will be divinely guided to pull the right one and work with that journaling prompt Uh, can you give us a sample of what some of those cards say what the prompts are I can. If, and also, too, if you go to MoonlightMoms.com and you go to the About the Book page, there is a composite image um, that you will see that gives you an idea of what the deck looks like. And also, when we will have a special page laid out later this week. So if you go ahead and, and sign up on my page, you'll get access to this. And we're actually going to have some images of the individual cards that will be up on this page later this week. But for right now, go to MoonlightMoms.com, click on the About the Book page, and scroll down. I think it's about halfway down the page. You'll see a composite. And you can click on that and, and bring it up a bit closer to you on your screen. But yeah, let me share with you. I, again, I've got these all laid out, and let me just pull here. I pulled the new moon. Now, the way that I have relate, the new moon is the dark moon. That's where you know when you're going through uh, depression or you're going through a transition or a transformation of some kind. We're always starting in that dark place. You know, whether it's professional, personal, you know, spiritual, we're always starting there in darkness. We're asking questions. So this particular card that I drew, it's the new moon. Uh, In the new moon, it's beginning the quest for self-discovery. So in my book, that's how I've laid out the new moon. This particular card is called Searching for Light. And, And I'll read this to you just to give you an idea. During a new moon phase, the sky is completely black with the exception of little sparkles of light in the form of stars. It is the point in every month when the moon takes a retreat to grow again so she can share her light with the night sky. This is a time to ponder where you are in the moment and where to go from here. Knowing that the light is inside you, waiting to be discovered, you can face your dark moon and reach a place where your own personal reflection begins to shed its own light. Take some time to write about the light that's waiting for you. How will you find it? Nice. 
Thank the, you. It's very helpful to you know starting out in the 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 darkness you know when the moon is just new, because you know that in the next night or two there's going to be a sliver. Yes. And you know how this moon is going to develop over this time, so you know there's hope. If they can transfer that to their own life, they'll realize that they're going to get out of that darkness. Yeah. I have an idea. I know the answer to this question, but did writing this book in your li- change your life in any way? I yeah. know it did. And how how did it change you? Yeah, you know, it changed me in, uh, in the way that you just exactly described. It, it, it gave me hope. In writing this book, it gave me hope for so many women. And, and I will share this very quickly. When I was going through my depression, you know, through that really dark time that I very comfortably right now can call depression, when I was in it, I, don't, I couldn't use those words. I, I was really in denial um, because I remember having conversations with my mom and she said to me, do you think you're suffering from depression? And I said, oh, no, I can't be suffering from depression. You know, there's this sense of whenever you're in darkness, there's this, you know, you don't want to be there. Nobody wants to be in darkness. And so no. we try, yeah, we try to escape it. And if you and, admit it, it might actually, you might find that it's true. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, truth is such a powerful thing. And when I work with women, I mean, just being able to step into your truth is so powerful. And, and it's the hardest thing to do. But once you're there, I mean, magic can happen. Light can, you know, emerge. And in writing this book, what came for me, because there were moments in putting this book together that I really did get quite emotional because I could remember what it felt like to be in darkness. And I felt like literally, and I write about this in the book, I felt like I had fallen in a black hole and I couldn't get out. And, and I remember describing that to my mother and she said, do you think you're in depression? Oh, no, no, no. I, you know, I'll get out. I know I'll get out. So writing this book gave me hope you know, for so many women because depression is a hard thing for anybody to talk about. And there's so many variations of depression. You know, talking to a couple of friends of mine, in fact, one of them wrote the forward for my book. And, you know, I spent, I'm certified as a journal writer through her uh, group, the Center for Journal Therapy. And in talking to Kay, and she's one of the pioneers in journal therapy, you know, Kay and I were having this conversation about depression. There's so many variations of it that I think when people hear the word depression, they automatically have this negative connotation. But what I have learned about depression and darkness is that is where, you know, it's the dark night before the soul. You know, it's um, the, you know, the whole uh, dark before the, uh, what do they call it, dawn. It's this moment of hitting darkness and it all kind of comes together and you feel this emotion and then all of a sudden the light appears. And it's, it's quite a powerful place, but nobody, of course, wants to go there. So we hide, run from depression. We don't want to talk about it. You know, we don't want to admit that we're in it. So what, in putting this book together, what it has done for me as a woman, as a mother, it has healed. It's been very healing for me to have written this book. It's also really enabled me to step into my truth. Because even for even after I was out of the depression and I was in a happier place, even putting the thought of putting this book out in the world, I was a little nervous. I was a little afraid of somebody saying, you were suffering from depression. You know, there was a time, you know, how could you never be happy, you know, with being a mom? I mean, you know, I was so afraid of judgment that there was a moment I was when I had the book written, I'm thinking, gosh, do I really want to do this? 
but I did it because I knew it, it really went beyond me. And I knew that by putting this book out into the world, it would help other women to step into their truth. So yes, it has changed me because I am such a believer now in being who we are you know, really stepping into the gifts of who we are. Each and every one of us have our own stories. And our stories are so part of our purpose in this world. I mean, we are all here on this earth being very divinely guided in this particular journey that is very unique to us. And each and every one of us have our own stories. And when we can step into the truth of our story, then we can begin to understand our life purpose and really do great things in the world for ourselves, for our kids, for our families, our communities, our world. It's a ripple effect. So this has changed me because I truly believe by going through this journey and writing this book that I am part of the ripple effect. Ah, interesting thought. Um, you're, were you surprised when you found out how many new mothers or even older mothers there are who can relate to you and your story and share a similar story with you? Aren't you just finding there's so many out there? Mm, yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, one of the interesting things, and, and I don't know that I was ever surprised by the stories that were coming forward. I was so thankful. I was so thankful that women literally were walking out of closets, you know, so to speak, to really wave their hand and say, I've got a story to share. You know, I can relate with what you're doing and and I want to share my story. I had a group, there was a, a, a circle that I had three years ago and it just, I don't know, it just happened this way. In one of my coaching circles, every woman that um, came together for this particular circle were empty nester mothers. And what was interesting to me, because they were all uh, late 50s, 60, I think I had one who was in her early 70s, they all had very similar stories in the fact that when they were raising their children, they felt like they could never talk about some of the pain, some of the emotions they were feeling, some of the loneliness. There were moments of, you know, not being happy with being the mom. And they were just there was just this space that we created that was so sacred where they could meet and tell their truth. And there were a lot of tears that were shared in the circle. Oh yeah. And, and it was just a beautiful thing to for women to finally be able to share their stories and and to know that my gosh, I wasn't the only one feeling like that. No, probably ninety nine percent of the women feel that way. Yes. Especially when their kids get to be teens and are starting to voice opposition to the rules and to your lifestyle and to everything that you hold sacred. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Irene, that's funny because my son, who will turn 12, and he's not quite a teenager yet, we are already experiencing that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I have a grandson who's just 13 and... My son, my, you know, once in a while you say to your children, you know, I hope that someday you have a son just like you. Well, he does. <laughs> and and it, it isn't all that amusing because they're all in a great deal of pain right now. Yeah. Because yeah. this little it, yeah. one is flexing his muscles and seeing who he is and everybody's yeah. in a little pain over it. Oh, yeah. You know, it is interesting, you know, that, a place of rebellion, you know, for some of our kids. And, and it does hit right about 12, 13, you know, it 14. It almost has to. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And this is why identity, this is why personal identity to me is so important. I mean, and if you think about, um, you know, what I've talked about here today, and I think about my own journey and, and even conversations, my mom reminds me all the time, you know, my period of rebellion um, as a teenager. And, you know, I think we all through our, the journeys of our lives, we go through these periods of identity changes. I mean, I don't think we ever stay the same, really. I mean, we go through these periods of life and our identity, you know, get it's um, turned around a little bit. Yes, and, it does. Yeah. And Tina, you know, it's time for us to take a okay. break. Hold that thought so we can come back to it. This is Irene Conlon with the Self-Improvement Show and my guest, Tina Games, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show, back with my guest, Tina Games. We're talking about her book and her life, Journaling by the Moonlight, uh, and how she's been working with mothers who uh, also have been struggling and journaling to find their way back to the light. Tina, what's your vision now for the future? How, where do you see you heading next? You know, I have the benefit, Irene, of, of, of course, being in the Washington, D.C. area. So I've been in and out of various political circles doing all kinds of work for the last 10 years. And one of the visions that I feel so strongly about that I really feel is part of my life purpose, and that's to take this work globally. And I do know from working with various um, politicians, various campaigns, various nonprofits, there are a lot of parts in our world, um, parts of our, you know, the different countries where women are oppressed. They have no voice. And particularly mothers, um, there is the expectation in, in certain cultures that this is the woman's job is to, to have kids and, and that's it and have no voice beyond that. It's my intention to take this globally. I want to at some point move into some of our developing countries and do my part in giving voice to some of these women that we don't hear from. I had a very interesting conversation, actually two of them, very recently. I was traveling a, a couple of weeks ago to Minneapolis, and 
uh, the cab driver that picked me up at the airport to take me to the hotel, he was from Libya, and we had a conversation about, I don't even know how this came up, Irene, I think it was just part of this divine conversation I was meant to have. He was sharing with me that he left Libya with his wife because they just didn't have a voice, really. And he, he was telling me that he felt very silenced, and his wife really felt silenced. And he just decided they were not going to raise their children in this um, environment where you couldn't be who you wanted to be. And he you know, went on to tell me why... You know, how much he loved the United States and how he felt like he could have a voice here. And he said for women in particular, and we had this conversation, for women in particular that he felt it was time, you know, for women to to move up and to step into places of power, to really be a part of what's happening in our world and, and the development of our world, like kind of where we're going. And he was telling me about his daughter. He said, you know, I've got a boy and I've got a girl. That I, I'm realizing now how women and uh, men see things so very differently. And I think we could benefit, you know, from having the woman's perspective. And I thought this was such a fascinating conversation. And then coming back from the hotel, um, from this event that I attended, I, my cab driver was from Iran. And he and I got into a conversation, and it turned out his wife was a professor over in Iran. She taught women's history. And what was interesting, he said that she was pretty much silent. She was pretty much told what she could share, and there were things she couldn't share. And she chose one afternoon to share some information that she felt was important to the students in her classroom. And I guess it was, you know, reported or somehow somebody found out about it and she was removed from the faculty, told she couldn't teach there anymore. And it really upset her so much that she and her husband, this cab driver, they again decided no more. We cannot do this. Um, women need to be heard. You know, we need to value our history. So they came to the United States. She's now teaching uh, in a university in Minnesota, soon to be coming to Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. She's writing a book. She's doing all kinds of things. She and I are supposed to get connected here in the next couple of months. And these are the women I love to talk to. I want to talk to these women because I feel like if I can connect with them, together we can make great change in this world. You know, giving voice to women, especially mothers, and there are so many mothers across the world that are silenced and I talked earlier Irene about being part of the ripple effect I do believe and I've been in and out of our public schools I know when a child is not coming from a nurturing home I believe nurturing is so important to our children in their younger years and if you've got an unhappy depressed mother who is silent you know, silenced, that affects the children. So if you've got a mother, yeah. yeah. And so it's my intention to do my part in this world to help give voice to mothers, to help them step into these lives of authenticity, to be happy, to live abundantly, and to live part of their uh, divine purpose. And I just think it's all part of the ripple effect. We're going to have much more emotionally, mentally, spiritually healthy children as a result of supporting the mothers and again, I've been in and out of our public schools. I see what happens to some of these children when their mom, you know, whether she might be abused at home or she's depressed or something's going on, it does affect the children. And I really would love to do my part to, to get in there and create this positive ripple effect it's that a, really does start with the mother. It's a huge mission, Tina. I, you know, I... There are countries that are so oppressive to women um, that it would even be dangerous to mm-hmm. go in. That's uh, that would be such a wonderful 
kind of gift to give if if everybody could live through it. Yes, literally, yeah, and, and, literally. Yes. How and, do and you think you can get into some of those places? You know, we're going to see. You know, I am going to just live as hopefully as I can. And if I if I physically am not the one to carry this through, I know that I'm part of the ripple effect. And you know, if I can just get it rolling, if I can just be the one to throw the pond, the uh, rock in the pond, and create the first ripple, and trust that the ripples will continue, I really strongly believe that this change is coming. It may not be in the next five or ten years, but I do believe it's coming. And if I can be a part, just even a small part of creating that ripple effect, it, I, it's just part of my purpose. And I know the power of media. I know the power of books. I think there are certainly ways that we that you know we can get the message out. Um, and I just think it's going to take a, a, some work. We and, certainly are beginning yeah. to see the power of the internet with what's happening in some of the countries where people are wanting their freedom. Oh yes, and we're seeing that already. And I think it's just going to continue. I I think you're right. What's the? We're we're almost at the end of this show. So what what thought would you like to leave our listeners with, Tina? You know, I just want to say to everyone um, that it's so important. I think you know to be a part of the ripple effect in the world and to really show up, being who you are. I mean, this is why I added the blue moon phase to my process. You know, stepping into the blue moon of of yourself, stepping into your authentic gifts, your divine gifts, and showing up in a way that truly feels authentic authentic to you because a happy mother makes the best mother and when you're showing up in this happy authentic space your children are benefiting because you're giving them permission to do the same wonderful thank you so much tina Next week's guest is Paul Reining. We'll be talking about building a healthy relationship with yourself, which sort of just, you know, goes along with what you've given the women today, Tina. I, I just thank you so much, and I wish you all the success with your book and with this vision of helping women around the world. Thank you, Irene. It was my pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you so much. This is Irene Conlon now saying goodbye this week for the Self-Improvement Show. We'll be back next week with Paul Reinick, so visit us again next Thursday at noon. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.